Stay in the know with Radio 2000 Podcast. Dr. Kidume Zimashiko joins us on the line to chat Autism Awareness Month, which comes under the spotlight in the month of April. She's on the line. Hey, Doc. Hi, I'm Dombi, and good morning to your listeners. Thank you for having me. How are you? <laughs> I'm great, thanks for yourself. Fantastic. Uh, Doc, first things first, what exactly is autism and what are uh, the symptoms? When I was growing up in Soweto, no one knew about autism or autistic children. Yes. You know, uh, the definition has changed so often over the years and the criteria, and I think there's still research that's happening in and around autism, but now currently it's known as autism spectrum disorders, mm. meaning ASD. So meaning there's an umbrella of different types of uh, behaviors or presentations that fall under this umbrella. So it's not just autism, but you get things like Asperger's, you get things like um, PDP, PDD, for, for example. So there's many other disorders that fall within this umbrella. But basically it's... Uh, Impaired social interaction, uh, that's how you see the symptoms. Mm -hmm. Impaired communication. Uh, Some of the children also have restrictive or repetitive behaviors. And um, it's not actually a disability. Mm. You know, I think uh, we we need to also just be aware that it's just children or adults sometimes who are wired differently. I like that. Yeah, they are wired differently, but society, because of, you know, we've got the norm that we've created as human beings that children must do this at a certain age and must behave this way, else they are not, you know, falling into the normal curve, right? Mm. And um, so we, we need to just understand that with autism or autistic, uh, uh, let's say autism spectrum disorders, the children fall into this uh, missing middle. So yeah. they're not necessarily, it's not something wrong cognitively with them. They just uh, process things differently. Mm. So uh, they, they have what we call sensory integration problems. So all the senses get overwhelmed. I That's see. why you see some of them, they cannot, uh, they, they struggle to tolerate noise. Mm. Some of them is light. Mm. Some of them, you know, it, it's different things based on their senses. Right, that are overwhelmed. Mm. So it's not that they they, um, they they don't. Some of them overcome it actually, but it's not that there's, there's something abnormal necessarily about them. But it's just that they are wired differently, and unfortunately, society does not accommodate such kids. Yeah. The places, play areas are noisy, for example. Yeah. The, last, the, the, the small things like that that um, impact uh, autism spectrum disordered children or adults. And how do parents care for their children with autism? The sad part, Dombi, is that it is not cheap. And unfortunately, our government does not necessarily have enough remedial schools to house such such children. Because what happens is they don't fall into, for example, all of them uh, are not necessarily mentally retarded. Therefore, they do not fall into... um, uh, special schools. They will not cope in a special school. Some of them are actually quite gifted. Mm. Einstein, mm. apparently, one of the people who struggles with autism. So there is not enough remedial schools and don't be out there. So remedial schools, meaning the teachers are trained to see when a child is overwhelmed, when their senses are overwhelmed, and therefore they know, for example, to, to dim the light. They also need OT, occupational therapists, mm. who come to the school regularly to see these children or to help these children and to assess these children and to cater for their needs. You also sometimes need speech therapists to come in. For some of them, they do have other disorders such that need physiotherapists, uh, neurologists, 
you know, some of them do have ADHD, but it's not all of them. Some of them actually can go back to mainstream, provided they had the beginning years in remedial school. Sure. Right, and remedial schools are not there. Even the private remedial schools, they are so costly, which is understandable because this is specialized care. The OT comes, the speech therapist comes, some of them need, you know, different types of therapists that come to the school to cater for autistic uh, or autism spectrum disordered children. Yeah. Doc, let's take it to grassroots level. Let's just say there's a mom right now raising a child who is uh, autistic, right? She is a diploof Soweto right now. Mm -hmm. She doesn't have the funds to take the child to a special private school that uh, would take care of them. What do they do in that situation? I know you're a doctor, but I'm just like, (laughs) I'm just thinking to myself, you know, like, you know, you you mentioned the cost. You mentioned so many specialists that need to be involved in the child's life. What do I do if and I've got this child Mm. and I don't have the money? You know, I always feel so bad, but I always say, if you can go to your nearest clinic and ask them for occupational therapist uh, referral, right? They are there in public uh, hospitals um, and just be patient with getting an appointment just because the diagnosis is important, mm. right? And I say the occupational therapist because then they would know, right, if this child can benefit from therapy only or if they, uh, then they also can refer them further to other specialists if need be, right? And because it's so important for the diagnosis to be spot on because the, the thing also with autistic um, spectrum disordered children is they don't present the same. They're not, no, no one child will present like the other, you know, exactly the same. So we need to be aware that even if this one uh, cannot tolerate noise, they do this when they don't mm, tolerate noise. Mm. The other one will close their ears. The other one will do this. But on top of it, some of them might present with um, ADHD, right? Attention deficit hyperactivity disorder where they cannot concentrate. So I think it's very crucial just to get the diagnosis on track before anything else. So the OT, I think, will be the the door, I don't know, to, to, to at least get the assessment and for them to refer, right? Because also, if the child has mental retardation or there's a cognitive mm, deficit, mm. then they can be placed in the proper school. But if they don't have a cognitive deficit, they can benefit from remedial school. Then the OT can also assist in placing them in that sort of setting uh, it's by sending them to the Department of Education, et cetera, et cetera. So mine is, is, is just to please, and I understand the cost is, you know, not, it's, it's very expensive, honestly speaking, but uh, I think the first step is to just get the proper diagnosis of this and understand the, the challenges your child is presenting with, as I said, because they present differently. Mm. And once you understand that, uh, understand also, for example, some of them will struggle with potty training, mm, right? Yes. And the one morning they're able to use the toilet, right? So, so, so it, it, it differs for from child to child. Um, but I think the parents or the parental, uh, the parental figure needs to understand also that there's nothing they did wrong. Yeah, for their child to be that way, they didn't, they didn't do anything. Wrong. Yeah. They didn't yeah. Eat, yeah, they didn't eat mangoes when they were pregnant and got to this state. Because sometimes there's all sorts of theories. Because the children, when they're overwhelmed, I mean, you can imagine if you're in a mall and your child starts mm. screaming mm. because of and closing their ears, they're gonna think, "But what's wrong with this child?" Mm. So their behavior seems odd. But sure. I promise you, once you get how to uh, manage it and uh, understand the areas that and the things that trigger 
that sort of um, discomfort in your child, then you're able to help your child. Mm. So for me, I would advise, please, I know I'm sure they are already exhausted and, you know, just struggling and society is not making it easier. But I recommend, please go to your nearest clinic, just ask for an OT, occupational therapist. It's even better if they are a pediatric uh, occupational therapist who can like, uh, start the process of getting this child diagnosed mm. and uh, played correctly because with the right help, some of them actually improve and because uh, and some of them actually um, you know they they become adults who are able to manage yeah. this condition yeah yeah because mo- most of them are gifted yeah. definitely definitely doc contact mm-hmm. details for a parent who's listening to this interview right now and says I need um, to have an in depth conversation with the good doctor I need to maybe have a consultation with the doctor mm-hmm. where can they get mm-hmm. a hold of you I'm on uh, WhatsApp at zero eight two zero eight two eight five eight eight five eight Seven zero seven zero three 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 three, and that is yes. your WhatsApp line. Yes. All right. Yes. yes. And where yeah, are you based? I am based in Pretoria, but I mean nowadays, you know, we can do virtual things Definitely. and make sure people are supported and have access to mental health. And also, I can refer you to the free clinics if I know of oh, the yes. area, oh, yes. area. Yes. Oh, in yes. the public hospital. Doctor so, Kikumansi, thank you so much. You always make time for us, and we appreciate that. Siabongasis. Thank you so much, Ndombi. Thanks to your listeners. Thank, Thank you. you. There you go. We just had a conversation with Dr. Gidume Zimashekho, who uh, was on the line chatting to us about Autism Awareness Month and uh, the fact that these children are not in any way disabled. Don't you dare say they are disabled. They are just wired differently. It's as simple as that. Radio 2000 Podcast.